0: Welcome back to episode 19, post-draft edition of the Vikes Verified Podcast.
1: What's going on, Vikings Nation? We're back in the booth after draft weekend. Roger Goodell's back, Booze are back, and Slick Rick was back. It was a great Absolutely. weekend and a solid draft. Feeling good. Nick, how are we doing?
0: We're doing great. Um, Liked what the Vikings did a lot last weekend. We're going to get into that evaluate each pick here um we talk about what we did in the first round really like the move Uh, overall matt i really like the draft and you are right rick was working the phones and he made some plays people didn't think we'd take a quarterback this early i was uh overall pleased with it what do you think
1: i was satisfied with the trade back i've been saying that since day one that was one of the main things i wanted rick to do and he did it and we still were able to get Daresaw which was a win-win in, in uh, a lot of people's minds. And then to go get a guy like Kellen Mond who falls a 66 and some late-round guys like Marcet, uh Robertson, and even Bynum, those, those guys interest me, and I think we had a solid draft um, and accumulated a lot of talent.
0: Yeah, I think this is a draft where we're going to have – we're going to see four or five guys here come out of this class and be big-time impact players. Um, a lot of them are raw talents to the point where they need to be crafted a little bit, especially on the defensive front – we're going to get into that. Um, I'm going to ask for your overall draft grade, Matt. When you look at this draft as a whole, um, you're just evaluating pick after pick. What would you give this draft?
1: I'm going to give this Vikings draft an A-. Uh, it may sound a little biased, but I think the first-round back a was bit. a home run. And then to go get guys like Mond, Chaz Surratt, who has a lot of potential as a linebacker, and late-round guys, uh, and Twyman and a couple others. I think it was just uh, filled a lot of needs, and we acquired a lot of t- uh, solid talent. And I really like Wyatt Davis as well, so overall a great draft.
0: I like the grade, Matt. I'm close to an A-minus on this one, but I'm going to stick with a B-plus for this draft. I uh, really like what Rick did. This just shows what good front offices do. Uh, you look at a guy who was mocked to us a ton at 14 and Christian Derrissaw, our first-round pick. We trade back to 23, end up getting him anyways. I just think that is Awesome value. We fill probably our biggest need on our team, which is a left tackle. Um, Christian Derasaw. He's a good, good, big, athletic tackle. Uh, wasn't a top two prospect in the draft. Would have obviously loved to get Slater there at thirteen. Yep. We look at Derisaw and He's no scrub. The only knocks on him maybe be not finishing plays as hard as Slater and. Uh, that's something that can be coached, and you know, effort is uh, going to go a long way on this offensive line this year. Uh, in front of Dalvin Cook, and you know, Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins are both happy to get a big, strong tackle in the building like Christian Dariusaw.
1: Yeah, I love the first round selection of Dariusaw with the with the combination of the trade back and the selection of still getting Darissa, Um I think that's an A for that first round pick and that trade back. It's just a no brainer there, so I, I love it.
0: Yeah, the value is incredible. Uh, let's talk about the next pick, Kellen Mond
1: love that as well uh i was a little hesitant that that the vikings would draft a qb but uh rumblings really started the like week or two before and they ended up taking Mond, and he's got a lot of potential but is a perfect guy to sit behind kirk and learn this kind of play action kubiak offense and hopefully take some pointers from him as well but i, I love the potential and what he can bring with his athleticism so i give that a solid B grade
0: yeah, and he's tremendous on his feet as a quarterback that's mobile in the building, something we haven't seen in a long while here in Minnesota. So I think it's an interesting prospect to bring in tremendous production at Texas A&M as well. He's a great, great uh, short-range passer. You look at his completion percentage of 59% and uh, throws the ball downfield, can make plays with his legs as well. Uh, it's all going to be about how he develops here in Minnesota, but don't be surprised if he comes in in two, three years and becomes maybe a frontrunner for the job.
1: Yeah. What do you think about the next selection of Chaz Surratt from North Carolina?
0: Chaz Surratt, linebacker from North Carolina, converted quarterback, actually. Uh, but you look at him when they moved him to linebacker, still made a ton of plays, is really fast, uh, hits the ball carriers hard. Thank you. Uh, high q player i think it's one of the guys that you can kind of throw anywhere on the field and they're still going to have a pretty good idea what's going on so that's a piece that i think mike zimmer will really like here on defense talk about blitzing him maybe dropping him into the flats giving him opportunities to hit ball carriers and just uh go 100 miles per hour because that's what he does best
1: yeah i'm excited to see his playmaking I i just love his athleticism coming from the quarterback position and then with our next selection of wyatt davis Another guy that slid in the draft, uh, a lot were are surprised that he was still available there. But for us, it's a no-brainer. He, he seems like he has the, uh strong chance to slide in at either left or right guard from day one. And I love his nastiness and his ability to really get on guys on the first and second level.
0: Yeah, you, you look at him in the run game, he's like a steamroller uh, on tape really hits uh, defensive linemen hard when they're not looking, can really catch you off guard up front. Uh, I think he's going to be really good for Dalvin Cook in the zone scheme. He can move, uh, had a couple injuries, uh, a little bit of a shaky wheel there his senior year, maybe impacted his pass uh, protection. So I think what he showed on film his senior year, he's capable of more, was playing a little injured. Uh, look for him to be a good fit here at Garden. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter from day one
1: yeah i really uh i give that another b grade i think that's another chance for us to get a day one starter in round three that's that's a home run pick and uh uh, next we have patrick jones uh edge from pittsburgh what do you got
0: yeah edge from pittsburgh you look at him great size i think this is just a a prototypical dn for andre patterson i think this is one of his picks here uh Really good edge defender, second-team All-American in 2020. Good Got a yeah, really really high motor off the edge, and he can get after quarterbacks. Had a ton of pressure. So uh, you look at his build, I mean, similar to a Daniil Hunter build, maybe not as strong and athletic, but I think it's a body that can be molded very similar to DJ Wanham, uh, last year's pick.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. They're, they basically have the same burst, and that's what you look for in that DN, and hopefully you have Patterson and Zimmer craft them up to be that next guy. And then in our fourth round, we had Kenne and Wangu, uh, running back from Ohio, or Iowa State. He is electric with the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think he ran in the four threes. And just at Iowa State, he dominated in the Big 12. And they gave him the ball as much as they could. And he's a great kick returner as well that could fill a great need.
0: Yeah, I think you just uh, talk about a guy that can do multiple things, try to get his way on the roster any way possible. Uh, that's in Wangwu. And it's interesting to see us take a running back. Uh, we're used to our running back room being so solid. But, with the departure of Mike Boone, I think it was a necessary pick. And uh, look for Wangwu to possibly challenge to get that starting kick return job. I think you know he's a guy that you want the ball in his hands, and that's just another opportunity for him to get it. Yeah.
1: Next, we have the selection of Cameron Bynum, safety from Cal. He is known to be uh, basically a high IQ, another high IQ guy. Um, not not into gaming and all these other things. He's very intricate and seems dedicated to the game.
0: Yeah, he's a true student of the game. And you see the video of him getting drafted. You see how excited he is to become a Minnesota Viking no, no running with the flag already putting on for the city. So uh, I think Bynum is going to be a really good safety here for us. He's going to compete with Xavier Woods there in camp. Hopefully he can develop quickly and make some big time plays as a rookie. He had a really good senior bowl and loves to lock up slot receivers, uh, press man coverage. He does really well. So I really like Cameron Bynum out of Cal. I think he's going to be a 53-man lock from day one.
1: Janarius Robinson was the Vikings' next pick, and he fits the bill of the mold of the type of defensive end that you want. Uh, Tall, long, can get after the quarterback. But just his time at Florida State, he didn't put it together for a full four quarters every game and just seem like he left some out on the field. So he really just needs to uh, learn that kind of nastiness and finish each play. And I think just his build, though, is just something that Zimmer and Patterson, again, can craft on and teach him those moves and technique. A lot of potential. I love the pick.
0: Yeah, this is just a typical Vikings pick. Like we say, I think just getting another raw edge defender. These are guys that we love to get our hands on. Talk about the length, his push-pull technique off the edge There is so good. Got such long arms. I really see him as a guy who... You put him around guys like Daniel Hunter, Steven Weatherly, uh, DJ Wanham, these veterans, and just let him work. And we'll see what Janarius Robinson ends up being. But I could see him being a player that sticks around for a long time. And next, we're going to go wide receiver from Iowa here. Really like the pick. Amir Smith Marset, round five pick 157. Uh, you look at Iowa football as a whole. And it's just not the most wide receiver friendly offenses to play in. So you look at these guys, and a lot of the time they're very talented, but they just don't see the opportunity in the reps to really make plays. But you look at Smith-Marset, and he was, uh, in my opinion, their best player on offense these last couple of years. Uh, Really electric little player. You can throw him in all kinds of different spots, good ball skills, good speed. And you just look at him out there. He's a competitor, comes from a good program. I really like the pick.
1: Yeah, Marset's probably my favorite late round pick, and I just love his ability to take the top off the defense with that wide receiver three position. And uh, so next we took probably my most questionable pick of the draft, Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Missouri. This is just mainly because I'm really comfortable with uh, Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin, and I thought that maybe we would just sign someone for you know a veteran minim- veteran minimum. Um, but to get a guy like that development. I hope he I hope he turns out. Uh I've heard he's a real he's actually came to be a punter, so he could be potentially our backup punter as well. A little tidbit there. Yes. Sir. But uh, very athletic tight end with the potential to be kind of a hybrid role.
0: Yeah, and don't sleep on central Missouri. That is the D two tight end you, Delaney Walker, a product of their longtime tight end in the league. So, you know, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully he just competes with uh Conklin and Irv, gets better in camp and yeah, like you said, backup punter role. That's something that one of those gadget players that you never know you're going to need but they always come in handy so all right next we're going to look at Jalen Twyman defensive tackle from Pittsburgh the sixth round pick uh you just saw the phone call as he was getting picked by Rick Spielman Rick didn't really know how to react to that one but you see how grateful (laughs) he is To get drafted here in Minnesota, and uh, he really liked Andre Patterson. This is Andre Patterson's pick, 100%. We did a lot of talking with him beforehand, kind of had a feeling that he might end up here in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and he found his way to us. Uh, Excited to have him. Tremendous value here in the sixth round.
1: Yeah, what a way to round out the draft. Uh, A guy that was mocked to us in like the fourth, fifth round, slides to us in the seventh. You can see his dedication to the game with his emotion in the draft call and how excited he was just to be... Um, a part of this team i think it was 100 a patterson pick and that just uh i believe in patterson so to me i love the pick and i think he can do good things with them
0: yeah and there's a reason why he got promoted uh recently here to assistant head coach very well respected guy in the building and we got him a lot of tools in this draft we're gonna go see this defensive front you look at how we got ran on last year uh, opposing running backs having field days against this defensive front so that's what you like to see just taking a real deficiency from last year in the defensive front and just bolstering it in this draft and we got a lot of pieces that can come in here and compete and like you said going and getting Daresaw in the first round here the needs are filled there right out of the gate so um you look at the fun picks in this draft like kellen mond uh and smith marset there out of iowa uh, overall i think this draft couldn't have gone too much better for us i'm really pleased with the way it went uh there wasn't a ton of eye-popping picks which is why i think people may downgrade this draft a little bit but you saw mel kiper give it a b plus um overall i think we did a great job
1: yeah rock solid draft again from slick rick he's one of the best drafters in the league is respected for that um and just did it once again i was just solid or very happy with the trade back in our selections in the late rounds and even going to get a guy like kellen like you said they were aggressive they filled needs, and now I'm excited to see what they can do with the season.
0: Yeah, they just kind of played the hand that they were dealt, and I really like that. And you see all the rumors about us wanting to take Justin Fields there at 14 if he was still available. How would you have felt if we would have went that way and if he would have slipped to us?
1: Yeah, it was rumored that we were really going after him. I think it just came down to us not wanting to give up a first-round selection next year like Chicago did. That just, I think, says a lot about the future of the QB position after these two years with Kirk. They know that they need to get something going and they can't just keep getting these band-aids. And, and Kirk isn't, I wouldn't consider Kirk a band-aid, but, um, you know what I mean? Just by just yeah. going out and get another veteran just to fill it for the year or two, uh, we need to really find a long-term option. And I think Kellen Mond provides, um, a lot of upside and a guy who maybe can do that in this offense and learn behind Kirk. So I just, it says a lot about the future of the position.
0: Yeah. And I think it was just well played. All around, speaking of teams finding their future quarterback right here at home in the NFC North, uh, Chicago Bears getting Justin Fields there. Um, I'm not sure, those of you that were tuned in on live with us know that we thought the Bears killed this draft, and it's a little scary to see Fields down there in Chicago. Uh, You don't know what what he'll do as a rookie, but I think long term, uh, it's going to be a guy that's going to be in Bears colors there for years to come.
1: Yeah, Chicago's trajectory definitely took a jump in the right direction with the selection of Fields. He just provides a lot more dynamics than Dalton does. I think Dalton will be a fine backup for them, maybe a pricey one, but uh, I I like their aggressiveness to go get that guy. I think they needed to after missing on Trubisky. Uh, Pace just said big miss, we swing got and it. a yeah, miss, and they swung again. So if they miss here, I think it's done for Pace. But it's a great swing, and I it's it's going to be tough to play him twice a year. And I think Detroit takes the seller this year.
0: Yeah. And Trubisky was the air ball of the draft a couple of years ago. So, uh, going and getting fields here, it's going to do great things for Chicago. Hopefully we can get after him though in the pocket and keep things competitive on the opposite side of the NFC North. Uh, we can't seem to get Aaron Rodgers' name out of the news here. Things are not Ooh. looking good over there in green Bay. Um, rogers just seemingly wanting out more and more every single day new news being dropped here every day and the situation seems to be getting worse and worse over there in green bay
1: yeah rogers is ruffling some feathers right now in the, in the media world um mocking gm brian good apparently comparing him to the gm of michael jordan yeah. and, and just uh-huh. apparently wants him out of town this shows a lot and we touched on Basically, this all started with the Green Bay Packers going out at the beginning of the season, telling Rodgers that they were going to move on from him. And then at some point in the midpoint to closer to draft, they had went back to him and backed off that statement and said that we want to go with you this season. And he basically laughed at that statement and said, I'm not, quote-unquote, saying he's not going to come back either way. So I think this is um, almost written that he's gone, but uh, who knows? If Guttenkirch really thinks he can make this work, uh, I, I'd i be surprised. But it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. If he does, I think uh, Denver, Las Vegas, maybe a Cali team. He's rumored to want to go to the West Coast, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, he wants to go back out West. We know that. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him in Vegas or something. Uh, John Gruden would probably love to get his hands on him in the West Coast offense out there. So we'll see what happens with Rodgers, but this is just a product of them Not catering to his needs for the past three, four years drafts. Now it needs weapons out at wide receiver. You saw him just pass last year, and now of course they're dropping these rumors about how they tried to trade up for Jefferson. But and they it's too bad to take a corner in the first round this year as
1: well with a guy like Elijah Moore and a couple other guys on the board.
0: Exactly. So you know, questionable picks there from our standpoints. But uh, we'll see how they do this year. They better hope that Jordan Love's ready to go because they got a plan. Yeah, things are getting a little bit ugly there in eastern wisconsin
1: wrapping up the draft coverage here we're going to talk about some of the biggest winners and losers outside of the vikings uh, for me i'll start with an obvious winner in uh, cleveland browns kevin stefanski had a solid draft not surprising they go and get a guy like greg newsome owusu who falls to them uh and then just they had a bunch of late solid round draft picks and they've been really quoted to have one of the best uh draft classes of this year so hats off to Stefanski and them he's been doing a solid job and he just made his job a lot easier by getting a lot of good guys so he's a solid winner and then we got some
0: great touching on the Cleveland Browns there I really like what they did uh you look at the defense on paper now and that is looking scary if this offense can keep up the production like it has in the last couple years they get a healthy Odell Beckham here and the offense really clicks. This is a team that could contend out there in the AFC.
1: Yeah. I, I really like the chances. I think their trajectory is going in the right direction and Stefanski's the right, jo- right guy for the job and some other winners, some great attitude guys. We're going to start off with the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, Decent ever since he's been them. there, he's a really, uh, hard nosed guy, hand in the dirt, goes out and get a guy in Panay Sewell. Big boy, fits yes. the bill.
0: He's going to maul us on on occasion. Yeah,
1: and goes and gets a de- big defensive tackle, Levi Onzawiki, who was quoted to say, I love pushing people, bullying people two, three yards back and making them feel like shit. you love to see. Those are the that guys is with Campbell's the Campbell's guy, 100%. He's a big dude guy. On every draft call, hey, dude, I'm excited to get you in, dude. <laughs> so these guys are dudes. So yeah, you got to love the Lions and what Dan Campbell's doing there. And then you got Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury with another legendary phone call with Saban Collins, who, after he learned that he was selected by the Arizona Cardinals, responded with, we are going to effing kill everyone. So (laughs) obviously that is metaphorically, but you love the attitude and the basically uh, energy in him
0: yeah and uh that's a little intense for me but i think that they do have a good thing going down there in arizona kingsbury really has the reins of that team and he's molding it to the way he wants it to be that west coast style get murray on the run uh, making short throws setting up the bombs downfield so arizona with a good team and they've drafted some really good young linebackers these last couple years so don't be surprised to see them take a step in the right direction here Uh, my biggest winner in the draft uh, from my perspective, is just going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think this is largely due to Trevor Lawrence. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I think he's going to be a great quarterback from day one. And then you just go look at who they pair him with. You know, former teammates. They go out and get their guy travis Etienne, the electric back out of clemson uh that's a backfield that has been together for three years now so you look at the chemistry they already have urban meyer trying to craft this into his own program kind of running it like a college football team as he would and uh he starts off with a great first draft so i think the jaguars uh i'd love to see him compete a little more and i think they're on the right path to do that
1: yeah One big loser from this draft, I think, was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They decided to draft Alex Leatherwood, which for us was huge. So thank you, honestly, for uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayak for that selection. Yes. But then they go and get a guy like Trayvon Morgan in the second round, who many thought they could have taken with their first round selection and basically should have been flip-flopped. So in a lot of people's eyes, they just seem to reach for a guy who they could have waited on and got a guy who actually fell to them and really kind of helped their draft out from being catastrophic.
0: Yeah, and that's just unconventional. That's Gruden and Mayock out there. You saw them taking Damon Arnett in the first round last year. So they they like to make the unconventional pick there in the mid to late teens. They usually do. So, yeah, it did help us out a lot with getting Christian Derrissaw. So thanks to the Raiders for Letting us go and get our guy there at 23. Uh, now, I want to touch on some undrafted free agents. Uh, really got some good ones, interesting names in the mix here, Matt. Who do you like other than Shane Zylstra, of course?
1: <laughs> I'll touch on him in a little bit here, but uh, I really like Blake Pearl, wide receiver from East Carolina, son of former good blood wide receiver. Lines, good bloodlines, good yeah, bloodlines. Austin so, Pearl,
0: too, out of Carolina the other year. Yeah,
1: gave him a lot of guaranteed money. Seems like a guy that they have a lot of confidence in. Uh, we actually brought in a lot of special teams guy. Uh, I know we got a punter from LSU, a kicker from Memphis, and then a couple long snappers. So. Gonna be interesting. There's that's gonna a, be a lot of competition honest. literally special every special teams position, from long snapper, punter to kicker, because all of those guys basically have non-guaranteed contracts. So a lot is up in the air in our special teams department. And then also, I like Tough Borland, that linebacker from Ohio State. Yeah, you gotta like a program, guy from Ohio State hitter. who started a lot of games there and was uh, just a good player for them. So you always just like your chances with them. But I'll finally touch on my guy Shane Zelstra from the Minnesota State University Mankato B. Mavericks. Another Maverick wide receiver. I mean, it just seems to be the recipe for success. Um, not that he's done it yet, but he's following the same path of a guy like Thielen. And uh, I really like what he did at Mankato. He can go win jump balls. He has great hands, um, and he is just a competitor on the on the ball field. And he has a great size. So. I like his chances as a hybrid tight end against a guy like Zach Davidson and really has a good shot to potentially make the practice squad.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's a great player. I've seen him, you know, up close and personal. He's been A very good receiver at Mankato. Smashed all Thielen's records there. Uh, The production itself is just insane. Uh, Many questioned if he'd have the straight-end speed to succeed in the NFL. Has obviously had to wait here a year just training these past two years to get his opportunity. So uh, I'm happy for him. I hope he can do something with it. He certainly has a skill set. The guy's big. He's long. Can jump. uh, He's competitive. It does really well against press coverage, so I think it is a tight end that you could maybe split out uh, in the red zone, and I think he wins a lot of 50-50 balls. So uh, good for Shane. We're happy to get him here at Minnesota. We figured it would be maybe inevitable. I yeah, mean, and seen, no feeling had, like to, had have to have been on the, the chance. Yes, and know, feeling's so been long. in their ear about it because I can't wait to see these two work together. Adam's really going to uh, take him under his wing here and teach him what he knows. And like you said, I could see him getting that tight end three spot locked down uh, maybe here in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I really like uh, his potential a lot. He's he's one of my favorites. Obviously, I'm a little biased. Yeah,
0: Mr. Mankato himself, uh, hoping we can find another gem down there in southwestern Minnesota.
1: That wraps up our draft recap episode. Glad we could bring you guys Vikings draft coverage and go over all of our solid selections. Uh, We have a lot of potential coming into the building, and I'm excited to see what they can do and, and fill some needs. So let's go, school Nation. It's it's uh, season is heating up. We're getting close to training camp. Things are coming.
0: Yeah, and you look at the guys that are in the building now. You know, we got a, another good draft this year coming off a big one last year. So uh, this team's been stacking prospect after prospect, and now I think it's, uh finally time to gear up for a year here where we can make a run. Uh, everything's got to come together here on Sundays. We know that. But at least we know the guys are in the building now, and if they're used properly, I think this is a top 10 roster in the league. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. You know we love covering the NFL draft. Uh, Matt and I had a blast covering this year's. Got some good pieces to add to this team. Uh, As always, stay tuned to Vikes Verified, dropping multiple times a week. Good content, every form. Uh, Matt, what do you got to say to the fans?
1: Like Nick said, we're always dropping content, so keep your eyes on our Vikes Verified Instagram page. But as well, we always appreciate likes, reviews, subscriptions. Any of that is great. Uh, We're excited to keep bringing you guys coverage and, and things are heating up. Bikes Nation, let's go.
0: Let's go, Skull Nation.